Welcome back to episode three of the Untitled Podcast. You know what I'm saying? We got Ronnie back, and today we have our guest, Arvin Nazamian. Um, we can just start it off with high school. You know what I'm saying? We just reconnected like always. So you want to talk to us about why you've been on the podcast, why you wanted to come on? Um, I think I really want to be on the podcast. So I saw it. I mean, obviously, I followed y'all for several years since Long time. the beginning. We've known each other since, what, I was in third grade, you're in fourth grade. It's been a while. I've known you since middle school. And I see what y'all have done and whatnot. But in terms of me, how I want to impact being here, I feel like I can talk a lot about just like what I've done in my life. Obviously, I haven't done like, anything like, spectacular by any means, but just like being able to say how I've impacted myself and impacted others and just bettering myself and seeing if I can inspire others to better themselves. I like that. So what would you like to start off? Like, how did you inspire yourself first before you could inspire anybody else? Well, to start, um, it's going to sound a little insensitive, but like I was, I was fat. I was overweight for plenty of years of my life. Y'all both saw it up until like my sophomore year of high school. I was just out of shape. I mean, I always like played sports. I played basketball. I did like Taekwondo when I was younger and whatnot, but like, I was always just like overweight. I mean, I was just a big kid and like, I was like comfortable with that. And obviously I got teased since like the beginning of time, since like first grade, I've been getting teased by people calling me called slow names, this and that, whatnot. And I think finally it was during COVID when I clicked, I was just like, listen, I have all this time, not really doing much schoolwork. I should just lock in and see what I can do with the free time I have because I didn't want to take time for granted. It's something I take very seriously. I don't want to take time for granted because not time is not guaranteed. So I just started working out outdoors, like in the blazing heat, like for four hours. I was at Eagle View, like elementary school right near our house, just training basketball doing cardio push-ups suicides this and that just working 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 and i was seeing progress and in the course of like a year not even a year in like the first four months of covid i had already lost like 40 pounds i'm like wow like i'm doing this but like obviously when you start doing something and you like not not even love it when you start just like enjoying the process so much you're gonna feel so unsatisfied this hunger like you're just getting hungrier to get better better do more and more so i just never felt satisfied so i just kept working and i like literally like over the past not past two years but like in a two-year span i lost 72 pounds yeah i know i appreciate it yeah no it took a long way it took a long time, a lot of work, a lot of discipline. I mean, no one believed I could do it. I mean, for as long as I can remember, everyone just called me the fat kid. It was just not really like much like my, my personality. No one cared about like what I brought to the table or like how I felt. Oh, just like, oh, you're fat. That's really all it is. Like you're just an overweight kid. Like you really don't have much to you. You might, you might be a comedic relief, like as stereotypical as it can be, just how it was viewed. Now, obviously I had to create a personality for myself. I was a comedic relief in a sense, but obviously deep down that wasn't all I knew I could provide. I know all my characteristics, I know all my morals on what I could be. Just I had to be able to like be presentable to people to have them appreciate that. And once I was presentable, such and such, I mean obviously like everyone's different body shapes. Once I was in a better shape, everyone started noticing me. Oh wow, like what'd you do? So I'm like, oh now you wanna like mm -hmm. talk, now you wanna talk to me. You don't wanna t tease me now. And like I started making accomplishments. like. Uh, I like when I was losing weight, I got more locked into school, like junior year of high school. Obviously, it was online, but like I was like, I found a sense of motivation. I found this like fire lit inside of me. I can apply it to other things. I, I know I can lose weight. I've done it. I've I've done it. I'm gonna continue doing it. And now it's just like I can do more. Like I apply it to school. I apply it to like friendships, relationships, just how I can be a better person. And I I had that instilled. I'm still bettering myself to this day. 
and like with school i was doing really well in school i played basketball we'll get into that but i played basketball in high school obviously i had my triumphs and tribulation trials and tribulations with such but i didn't make my freshman high school basketball team made jv but like wasn't appreciated then when i lost weight i made varsity the next two years and obviously that was a big feat in its own and everyone would just talk to me and i'm like i really just wish i was appreciated before because i've been the same person i still stand by the fact that i have not changed as a person from when i was 206 pounds to 130 whatever pounds i've been the same person i have the same morals same character yeah, that was a lot of ramble, but... Nah, that was not ramble. That was hard. That was very interesting. It was very... I heard a lot of things that, like, kind of caught my eye. I think one thing I want to ask about, though, is that you kept going back to this, like, idea that being a fat kid, or fat kid labeled as that, sort of made you invisible, in a sense. Like, you, you were this one thing, and that only... Like, only that one thing. So, like... How, what was the journey like trying to find those different traits and characteristics in yourself and, and like outside of just making yourself presentable per se, right? In your eye, what was other things you had to do to kind of be like, this is who I am and you have to respect me for who I am? Well, to start off with what you said with invisible, I feel like invisible is like, a, it's an okay word for it. I feel like I wasn't invisible. It was like, I was not appreciated when I wanted to be appreciated, but I was looked at when I didn't want to be looked at. Like... Uh, it was like the worst timing like wrong place wrong time for like everything it's just like if like we're out to eat with friends it's just like oh now you want to see like everyone's like oh what are you gonna get you know order the whole a whole table like get eat everyone's food for them and i'm just like like can you just like leave me alone but obviously as like the fat kid i'll just i'll use the quotes because like obviously people are in different situations but as like the bigger kid you just had like the stigma like placed on you and you couldn't really escape that and you couldn't defend yourself because like what can you have like i can believe in such things i can have money power whatnot but like the way kids are the way we were young when we were back then we were younger mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what you have they just look at like the outside and they're like okay you're fat so you're worthless you provide nothing you're just fat like we can make fat jokes and just make fun of you you're, like the center of attention where we can just joke on it's kind of like be our punching bag and it just like it was sad i mean obviously it was sad but like, in terms of your question about like how I sh how I like changed myself and like what I had to see in myself, I just had to realize anyone can love me, anyone can hate me, but they can't change me. Everything that can be changed is within myself. Look at yourself in the mirror. No one else is looking in the mirror with you. You're looking at yourself in the mirror, eye to eye. You just have to understand that like you're fighting this battle yourself. You may have support systems, but no one's doing this work for you. No one's bettering yourself for you. No one's going to hold your hand throughout the way. Obviously, support is appreciated. And like, I'm one who like, kind of like sometimes needs that little push. Like someone's like, oh, you got it. Like any little compliment, like, oh, like you're looking better in the gym or like, oh, you're getting slimmer. Like I appreciate those things, but it's all me. It's all me. Like obviously me versus me is like, it's corny. Like everyone's an Instagram caption and whatnot, but it's, it's true shit. It's true shit. I mean, like I said, to focus on myself, put my head down, throw in some imaginary headphones and block out the noise. Talk as you wish. Keep talking as you want. You can keep talking down on me, but I'm just going to keep getting better. Why you guys keep talking? Cause that noise isn't really affecting me because I have a goal. You guys don't have goals. You, just got, you guys just have hobbies. And when your hobbies is shitting on me, bullying me, but I see further and I see the better in myself that you guys will see later, but you're not going to see it yet. You don't deserve to see this now when I'm a lot better. You'll see it. I think all your actions speak for yourself. Like it's, it's very clear that you've put in a lot of work. 
right, one thing I wanted to ask is, besides like physically, like obviously you had to go to the gym to lose weight, but mm -hmm. mentally, what did you change? Like, or like, cause you had to look yourself in the mirror every day and be like, oh, okay, like something needs to change before a change happens. But like, what was that? Um, during the time of when I was like initially losing weight, I didn't understand this concept, but I understand it a lot more now that with time, you just have to like let it do its thing. I'm not gonna get a washboard six pack of abs overnight. I just had to like keep it consistent. If you just, anything, anything in life, consistency, you keep doing things every day, practice makes perfect. It's, it, it's cheesy lines, but it's all real, it's real stuff. Like, I just had to realize like, if I just keep going at it, I will see something. It's not like I'm gonna have no progress. Everyone progresses somehow every day, whether backwards or forwards. Someone can get better every day, someone can get worse every day. But I just had to realize every day, I'm, I'm going somewhere. If I, gotta, if I wanna step back, that's fine. I got two steps forward the next day. I just gotta keep going, keep going, keep going because I have a vision. I had a vision, obviously, like I'm not in like that vision, like obviously, like I'm not like jacked and like looking like sebum and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I see a vision that I wanna look better, I wanna feel better, and I wanna be better for everyone around me, for myself, and yeah. So I think one thing to keep in mind is the big thing that I noticed with you, I mean, obviously I've known you for a long time, but the big thing that I noticed with you is that there was never really, like, whenever people gave you that recognition, like, or, oh, Arvin's doing this, Arvin's, you know, losing weight, Arvin's, you know, getting his goals, whatever, it never seemed to, maybe it, it phased you a little bit, like, maybe it helped you a little bit, but like you were saying, you had that self-motivation, that drive. So, I wanted to ask, the sort of transition between you being, like, labeled as a fat kid to now being looked at as, like, whoa, Arvine did this thing, and now I can look at Arvine, like, with a certain level of respect. Like, how did that trend, how did you handle that transition? What, what were some things you thought about that were, like, I have to be conscious of these things? Like, were there fake individuals that just, like, came around, and they were, like, okay, now I'm gonna respect you this way, and how did you handle that? Um, that's a great question, actually. A lot of people just throughout high school, like, you made so many jokes. You commented on my Instagram page. You said things on my snapchat whatnot said all these mean things and you come around and you're saying oh like wow i look so much better i'm gonna i'm gonna appreciate it because i can't like take that away from you like thank you for like complimenting me but i still see you the same like it's not gonna change at all i know what you did like i mean i always believe in second chances i always believe in giving people like other chances but there's just a just a point like I know exactly what you did. You bullied me. Like, I know you bullied me. You can say that and I'll be appreciative of your compliment, but that's not going to change the fact of how I view you. And the things I have to view of myself, just like with this transition, like people can compliment me, but because of this unsatisfied hunger, like this fire I like created for myself, I wasn't taking compliments really. Like you'd say it to me, but I'd be like, I thank you, but like I looked at myself. I'm like, do I really like? I they didn't want to accept the compliments. I accepted them, but I didn't want to internally accept accept them because I just felt like there was more work that had to be done. I feel like that was like related to just like the process, like keep going, always. Yeah, I'd say just like I had to keep working. I just had to like keep bettering myself because i just like i was in a dark place when i initially like when i was i weighed myself i was like 206 pounds i just got back from like richmond basketball camp you remember richmond basketball <laughs> camp fun time yeah a lot of food but we ate a lot of food i came back i weighed myself and i'm like what like what's going on like like i know i was big but like i'd never seen myself go past 200 i'm like this is like an issue so i told my i cried to my mom i'm like like why am i like this like i don't like i was like 
initially, I was like, I didn't want to be bullied anymore. That was my main goal. I was thinking so, like, out, so, like, like not even outside the box at all. I was thinking just so, like, shallow. I was like, oh, I don't want to be bullied anymore. Uh, I don't want people to think me this way. I stopped realizing that after, it took me a while to stop realizing that, but I just had to do it for myself. Everyone viewed me a certain way, but if I don't, if I don't love myself, no one's going to love me. Absolutely. So, like, instead of doing it for the bullies, like, I just, I didn't want to get bullied, so I lost weight. Now it's more like I'm trying to do it for myself. Yeah, I, I thought about it in, like, such a shallow way, and I realized, okay, they can, like, they can think I've gotten better, and, like, they can, like, see the progress, but, like, they still view me the same way. Like, they still think of me, like, like my same personality traits are going to think of me the same way. I'm like, okay, you can think that, but I'm just going to keep doing me. And I just, like, really, really struggled being self-conscious like when i was losing weight when i like finally lost a lot of weight i was still self-conscious like even to this day like, i used to, like you know the, the shirt pull everyone mm -hmm. does like I, i'm surprised i haven't done it yeah i'm crossing my arms so i'm like locking myself in so i don't have to do that but, like i do the shirt pull all the time i like tuck yeah, my I shirt so there's so many like, there's so many mannerisms that i'm still self-conscious like i'm in so much better shape but i'm just self-conscious because like i'm scared of how people view me even though it's like not anything that doesn't mean anything in life how other people view you if you don't view yourself in a certain Facet. All right, so one question I had was like, if so if you had never gotten bullied, right, but you were still the same weight, do you feel like you would still have went through the process for yourself, or did you feel like the bullying was kind of necessary for you to realize that you had to do it for yourself? It definitely pushed it, but I don't think it was like the key motivator. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I didn't want to be bullied. No one wants to be bullied. No one wants to get teased, but it was not making the freshman basketball team. I mean, it could have been like a, that could have been a form of bullying because the freshman basketball coach said some very rude oh. things about me we can get into that later mm -hmm. but some very harsh things about me and it could be a f source of bullying it could be a form of bullying but like i just really like had to sit down and like wow like everyone thinks i'm like this like that's crazy like the bullying is crazy but like how do i view myself i've lost myself because i've let everyone else's words consume me everyone else's actions and everyone else's way of treating me just consume me and i just like felt like i was just i lost like i felt so defeated and i didn't think i could ever get back up i thought i was gonna be fat the rest of my life i was so convinced no one no one expected it. i i asked you guys now do you guys do you guys think i was gonna lose weight yes well damn. <laughs> <laughs> well damn 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 that's because uh, I mean, that's also be you, yeah, yeah like, that's also because we had a different outlook on who you were and who like we we've also had relate i mean that's why we're here right we've had we've all had a lot of relatable journeys in which i mean i know for a fact i can attest i was a pretty fat kid you know what i mean like i, I yeah. had that same like you know outlook on myself and it took me a lot for me to realize that you know i what i had to do was for myself and i had to find love and passion and drive for myself and what i was doing was ultimately only of value to myself. No one else valued it as much as I did. Like a prime example of it is not only in the context of how you were saying earlier was what I really liked was you said that you can apply this mindset to multiple aspects of life. You're doing, we're doing it right now. Like nine times out of 10 people that were in high school, people that are in college now, whatever the case may be, they may, we have mutual, may have mutual friends. And some of them might be like, this is awful. This shit is ass. This podcast is horrible. Why y'all doing this? Whatever. Some might be like, this is amazing, this is whatever, and then some might be indifferent. Some might be like, I don't even know about it, right? But none of that, none of those three, I appreciate all of those three because all of those three still encompass the people that this is going out to. Because I don't care, I don't care, and I know everyone else on this podcast doesn't care about what anyone says about it. It's more so we're doing this for us and for what we want to spread, which is why I think 
there's a which is leading up to my next question about kind of like those you said earlier that there were a lot of people that came around and just kind of looked at you and were like you know you're just this and you're only this thing right did you have people that once you lost weight once you felt good about yourself all that all as you're working up and up and up and you still have those people are those same people treating you bad even though you lost weight like have you ever experienced that form not maybe maybe not the same form like oh you're fat bullying but a certain different type of bullying that came from an inner hatred that they had before when you were fat i wouldn't say i wouldn't say inner hatred like i don't think anyone like truly has it out for me as much as i want to believe like like people like i i have this like like victim mentality sometimes i'm just like oh everyone's on my ass for this and that i just think that when i was fat i was sensitive and sensitivity never went away so people viewed me as like fat and sensitive and they want to get on me because they get a reaction out of me and whatnot and now i'm not fat but i'm still sensitive like i still take i still wear my heart on my sleeve i take everything very personally very seriously people still get on me because they still want a reaction i'm still a source of entertainment to people it sucks but like i can't change the way i am i mean i do my best to try to not like take it too much to heart and try to just like ignore but sometimes i simply just can't because it's just my nature i mean i'm a person who's very emotionally intelligent i know how i feel i react and respond to how i feel i don't neglect my feelings i don't push them aside i take them head on uh you you're obviously very self-aware like you definitely think about a lot of aspects of your life especially your own beha- i mean just the fact that you notice your own like mannerisms and behaviors like your own body language that shows a lot so for anybody out there for example who might be in the same spot like they might not necessarily have like a victim mentality or something but they were kind of in a similar boat it might not even be like being overweight it might just be like Self-conscious. Yeah, it might even be as bad as like a drug addiction or something like. Yeah. Would you give any advice for that? I mean, obviously, maybe not for that, but like. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. Um, in terms of just like how people can just like view themselves, one thing I realized, I my sister told me to do this, and I started doing it recently, but like I wish I did it longer. Journal, journal, write shit down. Relate. Like, write shit down, because if no one wants to hear what you're saying. That pen and paper can't say shit back to you. (laughs) It's not going to talk back. It can open and close, but it cannot talk back. Obviously, talking to a person is nice. And obviously, I have my support systems. Shout out to my friends Mason, Nikosh, (laughs) Daffa. I'm going to shout y'all out. (laughs) I have to shout them out. Those those are my support systems right there. And obviously, my family. But it's like sometimes you don't have those people. You just have to write. I just write shit down how I feel and just see one at a time how I can react and respond to those feelings and how I can tackle them, how I can maybe feel this feeling more, get rid of this feeling. Like, you think it's more about getting rid of the feeling or more like managing it so that it's more natural to not have it? Because if you try to just like force the feeling away, like eventually it's just gonna come back. Like you can dig, you can dig some down in your, in your brain, but yeah. that's gonna come out. Like. The only way I feel that you can get rid of a feeling is embracing it first. Absolutely. You have to feel to know what it feels like. You can't, if you have anxiety, which I have terrible anxiety, it's like you can't know what anxiety feels like if you're just like, oh, I'm just not going to feel anxious today. You have to feel it know, what it, know what it feels like, go through it, battle, have an internal warfare with yourself just to know what it feels like, and then you can figure out how to solve it and how to better yourself with it. Because honestly, I think the biggest thing that is important about what you said is that, and especially for people watching that may be relating to anxiety, depression, any sort of thing, is if you don't understand the problem of what you're facing, you're never going to actually be able to 
isolate a solution. If there is something that you're facing and you don't take the time to sit there and feel it and learn and understand the ins and outs of everything, whether it's what whatever the case may be for you, if you don't understand that, then there will be not, not a point in time where you take a foot forward and you take a step forward and you're like, okay, I can move past it. Because if you never understand the conflict that you're going to be in, ultimately, you'll just sit in it because you're always going to be looking at it like it's some kind of foreign thing. And going off of that, I think one big thing that we can talk about is just kind of like your journey from high school to college. What was that like for you being someone that, you know, had a lot of adversity in high school, as you said, and came into a maybe a little bit of a different place with a different amount of people. We all know JMU is definitely different than Northern Virginia, you know? Um, Very much so. So yeah. what are those, what was that transition like for you? Like walk me through it. Just having to realize, like I was always seeking approval from people in like middle high school. I was always trying to see how others would view me and their words and their affirmations, like literally like fueling me. That's how I viewed it. But once I like, got to college, it's really every man for themselves. You may have people you trust and care about, but you're really the only person that can motivate yourself, only person that can lift you up. I don't want to go to 8 a.m. class, but hell, I got to do it. I, I want a degree, right? No one's going to tell me, oh, you got to get, no one's going to motivate you. No one's going to motivate you every day. That'd be an alternate reality, a perfect reality if everyone was always on your side, but everyone has themselves to worry about. They can't worry about you. I, I took, I was so selfish in high school that i was always expecting people to like give me compliments and like like oh no like you're not fat oh like no like, there's more to you like i didn't get any of that because everyone was worried about themselves and the problem was with me i was a very caring person i gave a lot of affirmations to other people i always motivated people and i was hoping for reciprocation it's not how life works you can be the person you are but others aren't gonna react to how you are I think that's really important. Something um, that I think I thought about when you said that is people from different backgrounds. Like a lot of people that come from different backgrounds have different beliefs, have different motivations, have different things that drive them. So for one person, it may be something as little as, you know, like one instance in their life. I mean, I don't want to say as little because it's obviously like mm -hmm. bigger or little compared to whatever anyone's facing, but it can be so much as one instance in their life or uh, periods like continuous periods in someone's life but ultimately what i think people need to understand and what i think a good thing a really good thing you pointed out is that no matter what you face and no matter how much you relate to someone at the end of the day i can't sit in ronnie's shoes and tell ronnie i know exactly 100 percent what he's going through as someone with whatever he's going through in life i can't sit here and tell you exactly in your shoes what you're going through and i can't sit here and be like i'm going to help you in this 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 way but what i can do is i can give you an outlet or you can give me an outlet to which we can relate on certain things and then ultimately use those things to build upon our friendship like we have done, right? So going off of that, I think one important thing to talk about is were there any people that you found um, either in college, in high school, things of that nature that shared that same or similar journeys with you and you could kind of talk to or maybe not could talk to, but you noticed it? Um, I wouldn't really say gone through the same thing as me or like had similar like upbringings because like I wouldn't say my story is unique, but it's unique compared to the people I've been with. Like obviously uh, everyone's like everyone has had like their triumphs and whatnot. But in college, I found people that understood me. I'll say that not necessarily 
that they understand what I've like come from because like, they didn't know me and like people in college didn't know me from high school. I met totally I, only like my roommate, my roommate Nikosh, and like a few other people from my high school that I knew went to my college at JMU. But people I met, I got to know them, and I I'm a very outgoing person, so I talk to whoever, and they might not appreciate how much to talk about or understand what I'm talking about, but people who get it really stuck with me because I can know I can go to them and they just understood like the true meaning of myself. Like everyone's like, oh like he's too sensitive. Oh he's like he talks too much. Some people actually understand that like I'm more than that. I'm a resourceful friend. I'm a caring friend. I'm someone who's always there. I'm always someone who can be counted on. And yeah, I just I wouldn't say exactly people who understood what I went through, but I have people who understand just like me beyond the surface. And I humbly appreciate that. Do you feel like that would be, I mean, we all know how human nature is, so like, do you feel that would be the same if you went to college, still being like the older person of yourself? Definitely would have been a different outcome because people just get more judgmental over time. It's like people can get more mature, but everyone still judges. And I think in college, more people see you talk to more people so it means more people can have like intel on you more people can judge you can depict you and tear you down in high school obviously people did it because like they saw you every day you meet new people and new people can just not like you i mean obviously i wish i could say that it wouldn't affect me but if i was still a bigger kid in college i would absolutely hate going to college i like wouldn't even want to leave my dorm because i just know at the society in the society we live with sorry i stuttered there but mm -hmm. in the society we live with it is it's so pretentious and it's so like judge judging the book by its cover everyone's judged by them by the looks of them and not by the deeper meaning of them because like you don't get a chance to talk to people sometimes and you just like oh it's like someone in the gym oh he's too small to be here like like as sad as it is but that's just how the world is but i mean i really really appreciate the people i have and luckily at jmu it's not that bad I feel like if I went to a different school, I don't know the, how the outcome would be if I were a bigger kid. At JMU, I feel really welcomed, and everyone is just really caring. And gets to, I got to know a lot of people. I can tell you over 200 people I've spoken to. Like, I've networked. I've talked to plenty, plenty of people, and I've talked to at least 200 people probably, and they are good people, and I'm glad that I'm here and have got to meet those people. Hi, this is this is might be a touchy question, right? But I want your input on this because I I value what you've been through. So I guess you can have like a good outlook on this. So mm -hmm. we all know like bullying is obviously like it, it can be bad, right? But do you think that there's there can ever be potentially some value that comes out of it? So the word bullying in itself, no. If you want to switch it up and make it constructive criticism, it's a different thing because I have friends that are like blunt but they're constructive. Like they will tell me if I sound stupid, they'll tell me if I'm doing something incorrect. There's a difference between the intention of bullying is the sole mannerism of people just wanting to attack you for their own enjoyment. Yeah, it's, it's people who are insecure who bully because they don't like themselves. So they wanna take it out on someone else, take out their anger because they can't take it out on people that they appreciate or people that like view them in a different way. So say like the top, like the top dog and like the football team, the varsity football team, whatever, like, he has all these people that view him as like the top dog, but he may not like himself, so he goes and bullies the short little kid it, because he doesn't want to mess up his like persona, doesn't want to mess up his image. So 
bullying i don't say my bullying at all but there's constructive criticism that i truly appreciate my friends are very constructively very good at constructive criticism because they get on me they want me to get better so they tell me what i'm doing wrong so they can see an improvement in me and i try my best to do the same so i want to go back to the like beginning of the podcast when we were talking about like the you know just the brand and kind of how you um relate back to why like why you're here right um i kind of wanted to ask you i know you connected with the brand a little bit earlier and obviously now like after time over time you know we're back in this like scenario what um parts of the brand sort of stood out to you and your own journey through bullying um something i really noticed with the brand is just being able to be yourself because when you're bullied and whatnot and everyone's like getting on you they say things about you and those things kind of stick with you and you sort of believe that that's the person you are like it's like plaguing it's like literally consuming you taking over yourself and you don't really know how to view yourself and others are like basically giving you an image giving you a title giving you your characteristics your morals your personality just handing it to you and i just feel that with the company with the brand just being able to be the person you are without limitations and without having a title to yourself therefore untitled no pun intended but <laughs> being untitled is something i really cherish because i can be an athlete i can be a student but i am just more i'm i'm so many things i'm uh i i'm a cook i like to cook a lot I can be a musician, I listen to a lot of music, I don't know. And there's so many different things. So being who I am and embracing who I am and not letting others title me, it's just really important to myself. Be yourself to the core. Untitled, the blank slate. Definitely. Um, I think that was 100%. If we had to deliver our brand message in like less than 20 seconds, that was probably it. I'm not even going to lie to you. But um, another thing I think is really important to talk about is your distinguish like the the distinguishing you did between constructive criticism and bullying um i can definitely relate to that because i am a very blunt person and that is also why me and ronnie work together um like me and ronnie are very blunt we butt heads you know like there that happens but i think the biggest thing that um a lot of people especially like people watching that like that needs to be understood is like constructive criticism is so valuable because it allows you to build yourself so much more in terms of just actually being able to confide in a person and have that person give you a separate outlook on how your life is playing out right because like if i have for me that person like thankfully is my business partner right like for someone that and for someone that is around the same age as me i think Something that is really important is the fact that we go back and forth no matter what domain of the business we're in. Like, right? Like, Ronnie designs all of our designs that are, like, our scene. But ultimately, the last, like, the last say that either of us get is each other, right? Ronnie will come to me like, hey, these are all the, like, designs I have. Like, if you want to look at them, look at them and tell me what you think. And I'll give him the blunt answer. And I think the important part to understand is that boundary that you set with others. is like, do you want a person that's going to be constructively criticizing, like, or constructively criticizing you? And how do you set that boundary? I think that's really important to understand. And I kind of want to hear your take on that. Like, do you think you've set that boundary with certain people? Or do you think that that sort of comes with people? It definitely comes with people because, like like I said, you can't change how people view you. You can't change other people. But people in my life, luckily, 
understand the boundary themselves and because they've they've grown up with me i've known some of these people since like the third grade they've seen my come up so they understand the difference because like they can like tease fun at me but it's okay now but they can also be constructive and i know it's also even better i'd appreciate that more but when they like make fun of me my friends now it's not as bad because they understand the come up not understand but they've seen the come up so their their words don't really like affect me as much as opposed to like random people and if random people try to give me constructive criticism i'm like i don't really i don't really know how i want to take that because you don't really know me you can only constructively criticize a person in my opinion that you know through and through because you can't tell someone how to better themselves if you don't know their full story you can't tell me how to be better if you don't know what my worst is what my best is if you see my best you know what's to expect out of me you have high stakes for me you have uh, a really high pedestal you set me forth. People have seen me at my worst. They know when I'm at rock bottom and they know how to get me out of that hole, dig me out of that crevice, you know? And I think it's just like, it's an innate thing that people have and luckily the friends I have have been able to understand and grow with me so they can better me. Interesting. That's a really, in, like that's a very interesting take because I've heard a lot of things about constructive criticism um, in terms of just having those one-time interactions for me it's a little different like sometimes i value some constructive criticism from people that may have known me for even like a month or two just because a prime example is um my internship for the last month i struggled with being it was a small thing but i struggled small thing to me at the time i struggled with being late i was late a lot um i was one two minutes late whatever the case may be but ultimately that led to a lot of professionalism um parts like a lot of professionalism being lost like a lot of the professional sort of outlook on my business and how i handle my business and in that internship sort of i had a bad i had a bad look for myself that was pretty clear right and one person that taught me that was suzanne um shout out suzanne i don't think she's ever gonna watch this but um she's a director for the gilm center of entrepreneurship she's helped me so much in my journey with like untitled kingdom ronnie and i as well like i'm eternally grateful to her but oh god she really looked at me and was like look you can't do this anymore like you can't be late like this cannot happen because this will affect you in the real world like when you get out of this internship it will affect you no matter what like people will stop paying you people will stop talking to you people will stop looking at you and i think the difference between her being like you're late and that's bad and i don't respect you versus like you're late and this is why it's going to affect you and i'm telling you this now because i want you and i know that you're going to be successful i want you to be successful and this is why you need to fix this one thing there's really different ways to deliver that and i think it's really important to distinguish between those different ways because for me i can get constructive criticism for someone who doesn't know the ins and outs of my life suzanne doesn't really know who i am like she knows one part of me which is the business but she doesn't know anything about like my other aspirations right so to me it's kind of like constructive criticism can come within a person it just all depends on how you deliver it from in in the context of like that one-time interaction like i may not have known ronnie or like when he first started designing or whatever but like let's say i dm'd him and i was like hey ronnie like i think um some designs are like some of these designs are really really nice and some of these designs i really really like but there's one thing i would change about them and here's why because they would help you in these, these 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 ways and i think that some people view that as like complimenting and helping versus like this is actually constructive criticism that you're like receiving mm -hmm. which is i'm telling you what i don't like about something but i'm also telling you the nine reasons why 
that is important as to why my opinion is important and why I want you to use it to better yourself because I have faith in you. Mm-hmm. I think that that's really important. It gets papered over when it comes to constructive criticism. Um, so a little bit, I know you already kind of like in 20 seconds, you'd already told me why you related to the brand. But I think one thing I want to ask you about is like you mentioned a lot of your friends and a lot of people that you sort of like kind of like are the backbone, right? Like kind of help you through your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they share sort of like a familial connection with you? Like, do you think that like these people are like the people that you would truly confide in? And if so, how did you sort of build that familial connection with those people? Um, a big thing that I believe in, and obviously just, be, I'm glad that the last question you asked, we had differing opinions on because like, obviously we can't agree on the, all the same things. And this is also, I'm kind of going to like piggyback off what I said before. I just think time experience experience with someone and going through like the best and the worst times with people really make me see how much i can trust a person because they can just understand me so much better if they've seen everything i've gone through rather than me just saying it you don't actually know i mean i can say it but honestly you might have a different perspective of it and then you can tell me how i could have done something differently like i don't even know like friends in college like, I can tell them, yeah, I didn't make my freshman basketball team. They weren't there to see it. So they're like, oh, you just didn't make it because you weren't good. I'm like, no. I was. I think I was great, but I wasn't appreciated by my coach because of my how big I was, like my size. And then he said so many harsh, crude things that really scarred me. And I still, like, sadly hold on to. It's just, I think time and experience with someone really makes me trust them because they just know exactly what I've, not exactly, they know where I've come from, where I'm at now, and where I can be. When I first asked that question, honestly, I was not expecting that good of like a like division, like dividing it into bullying and constructive criticism. Like that was very good. But I want to go back to something like you said, you, you basically been always the same person, right? Like even even before you lost weight, after you lost weight. Right. But I mean, realistically speaking, though, like if when you change even like physiologically, like something is bound to change up here, too. Like, but I'm not talking about like your personality. Yeah, like I'm not really talking about like maybe like not like you obviously you have, you have to change your virtues like you have to become a hardworking person or more a more hardworking person like all that type oh, of stuff and like yeah. that all kind of like goes you know when people like when people like get big or like get you know they start popping or whatever like sometimes that can develop into like an ego mm-hmm. like do you think that that like, do you think how do you think I like your ego or something oh absolutely not I've made sure that no matter how far I got and how much better I got, I'd stay humble because I know cocky and egotistical people and I hate those people. I mean, hate stronger, but I just hate people who, who like need to like flaunt such and such, like what they're good at, what they're not good at. Let people see it in you, but at the end of the day, I see it in myself. I don't need to tell you and put other people down because everyone's on their own different path. Someone can just be starting, someone's been going through whatever for years. Everyone's on their own different journey. So I think like physiologically, I never gained an ego, but I did gain more confidence in myself and doing things that I was not confident with, like wearing certain clothing because like I used to like wear like clothes to make my roles not show, honestly. But then I started wearing tighter clothing and started to embrace it a little more because like, okay, I'll fit into this. I'm going to make sure I fit into this shirt at some point. And also other things, just like the way I like carry myself, just like trying to help others because i see improvement in myself so why not share the wealth right i can share to others i can make other i can help other people get better in a constructive way not an egotistical way but in a way that worked for me that allowed me to stay humble 
I think people really misconstrue like ego as to be like a negative thing, but like it doesn't have to be like you're like asserting yourself over others or like putting others down. Like what you said was all like healthy self-confidence habits, right? But that is all a part of like a healthy ego. Yeah, like, that's I, that's all part yeah. of healthy ego. I think I think one thing um, that I've learned, and this is from my mom, in terms of just ego in general, is I think there's a big sort of m like misconception between self-confidence and ego yeah. like i think people group those two together and they're like oh you're confident you must be egotistical yeah, you're egotistical but you're not really like flaunting or being cocky like like you said do you like you just you fit you fit in your clothes better so you like do you like to do that like that's not necessarily an egotistical thing that's a personal thing and that's yeah. a personal like sort of achievement that you have that you cherish right so i think a big thing i think one thing that i can relate to when you said that about just being sort of humble in the process and i think we can both relate to this is um the brand like this brand we for the past four months we were just talking about it we have grown immensely like the amount of love and appreciation and you know just people that have came and said the brand was fire or like talked about it just learned about it loved it things like that it's been insane for the past four months and i think a big thing for me um and this is personally for me and you can speak on this after is um i got a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations in which people were asking me about certain things like this podcast and how they listened to it and how they you know like loved what i what we were doing and things like that i loved how they loved what we were talking about and i took it always with like a very like i like to call it like a like bowing my head down like thank you very much i appreciate it because there's a difference between saying you know i know and i'm like i, I know what we're doing and this is what i'm doing like that's I think that's the big difference between cocky and self-confidence. It's like I'm very humble and I say thank you and I'm like very blessed to the fact that people actually take the time to compliment me, whether it's from my childhood or whether it's from people that are younger than me. Like I had a person younger than me compliment me the other day and he came up to me while I was playing basketball and he was like, hey, you know, um, I saw the podcast was really fire and I really loved it. And that in of itself, I was so appreciative for it because I cherish that. I cherish those little moments and I appreciate them for what they are. And I think that people sort of cloud that appreciation and put it in a box with ego. And they're like, oh, you automatically, you know, sort of use this appreciation to think that you're good. Like you're, you're too good. Like I don't think this, like I would never say that any part of our brand is meant to be like, portraying ourselves as like insanely good people like we all have had our struggles we all have had trials we we've all had things go on like even in the brand journey for us we had a year where we were just like what the hell are we doing like we were 17 years old i didn't like we had we've had things go on in the brand that's like it's been hard you know like and i think people need to understand that having self-confidence in yourself comes with those consistent adversities that you face and you realize but that that needs to be distinguished from ego and not a lot of people do that exactly like differentiation sorry i cut you off uh, you can get into it but i was gonna say like just a comment differentiation is just so important in life in general there's so many things that you can that have been grouped together but there are differences and you can take them in the way you want them you can have your own view on how one thing is different than the other but as long as it's important to you all that matters hey, you took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> well, my bad. so um 
I think one of the biggest things, I mean, this is like a traditional question we ask every time. Yeah. Um, but I want to ask you, uh, what's for you, um, what's the difference between motivation and discipline and do they play the same role in your life? Do they play individual roles? Um, how have they affected your sort of outlook on life and how you've continuously improved yourself day in and day out? Well, motivation, there's a lot of influence that comes in motivation. People can alter your motivation. People can make you unmotivated. People can make you even more motivated. Discipline is innate. Discipline is something you're born with. You have it or you don't. You can't, I don't think you can really just like, I mean, obviously I'm not gonna get like like Darwin, like philosophical, like next. But I mean, like obviously I'm like, like well-versed and such like that. But like discipline is just something like, you just have to unlock it. Like if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. But motivation, you can build motivation yourself. People can give you motivation. You can have motivation taken away from you. No one can take discipline away from you. Discipline is what you have inside, and you control how disciplined you are, how strict and motivate, how strict you want to be. Motivation can be so wishy-washy, and people can mess with your motivation. People can help your motivation, but discipline can't be touched. It's so untan, it's so in- it's intangible and it's untouchable. It's like what they call it. It's like, they call it like internal locus of control, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, but I so you said that people can sway your motivation and such, but I mean, you said motivation is in, I mean, you said discipline is intangible, but I think you could say the same thing about motivation, like the same way like your life circumstances or people can affect your motivation. I mean, I think that can also affect your discipline if you let it get to you. How do you balance those? I mean, it's just the discipline you have in yourself builds off and allows your motivation to be fully flourished. If you have discipline, like you gotta discipline in anything. Discipline to look someone in the eye. Discipline to breathe correctly. Discipline in everything in general. If you have discipline to stay motivated, then that's how you can stay motivated. You just keep working on it. I mean, I just don't think this. I mean, personally, I mean, we can have different viewpoints on it, but I just think discipline is something that like can't be touched. Motivation can be messed with, because many can like ruin your motivation just take everything out of you with words it's like discipline is something you just have in you and you can embrace it and express it and use it or not i think the biggest thing that i took from that is like i feel like discipline and motivation are like a seesaw like exactly they they build off of each other almost like what one's up the other one's gonna go up with it down and such and just keep moving yeah like i think one like sometimes when um the one thing that i think about when i ask this question is you know what my viewpoint is on it and i think the biggest thing that i get from it is motivation is that sort of short term like you know one time punch like that like i like i guess the like lack of analogies i'll use like a boxing analogy it's like a it's like a little jab like you know like that's like that's how you get into it like you're always jabbing no matter what but like sometimes you know you throw a little right hook here and there and i think the discipline is that like that like last bit that finisher are you gonna like really put that person to the ground or are you gonna like you know are you gonna just hit those jabs and like constantly you know just like start just sparring somebody right like that's what i that is a pretty shitty analogy but like that was like that was but that actually, was something that i just like thought about no but actually you can put that boxing terms you're fighting against yourself yeah are you gonna knock your knock yourself out and impress yourself amaze yourself or are you going to keep just throwing little punches see a little improvement but are you going to put yourself to the ground get grounded and fully embrace what you have in you yeah i'm not gonna lie you just took my analogy and made it 10 times better fam. <laughs> right, right. Like, i can give an example from my personal life like 
for motivation, like how he said, it's like a like a one-time punch type thing. But the discipline is what would even get you to start doing those punches. Like mm -hmm. you can't have really one without the both. But I remember like we used to go to 24, all of us. Oh yeah. When I used to, walk I still go there. <laughs> hey, 24 hour fitness. That's crazy. Yeah. I I used to be like walk into the gym and it'd be like, I think like a 25-ish minute walk from my house, right? And I'll just be listening to like Kobe Bryant, like motivational videos. And I'm not gonna lie, like having motivation every day like that, cause that motivated me every day. That kind of, like just having that motivation to go in every day eventually built my discipline. So like how he said, it's like a seesaw, like they really do go hand in hand and it's really hard to do one without the other. Cause if you're going in, if you have the discipline to go into the gym every day, but you're just bumming it, like you're just going through the motions. Like, you do kind of need that motivation to not just go through the motions, but really start hitting those punches. I think it's important to also isolate the fact that discipline is, you know, fundamentally what's going to get you through those times, right? Like those, like, whether it's gym, whether it's school, whether it's, you know, a hobby, whether it's a profession, you know, going to your job when you don't want to, trying to lift that extra rep, you know, whatever the case may be. Ultimately, you're not going to lift or you're not going to go to your job or you're not going to, you know, work on whatever you need to work on, do whatever you need to do, like fight whenever you need to fight if you don't have that, like, that discipline. Discipline is what keeps that going. And I think um, the best way I can put it from once we, like, move past this topic is motivation is the sort of, like, baby step into what, you know, like, like an introduction to, like, this is my world. This is what I want to make it. And then discipline is that kind of like, are you going to make it past the nine other people that stepped foot? And like, are you going to really take the time to walk that trail all the way through? You know, I think that's really important to understand about both of those things. Um, and the last thing, well, one of the last things, because uh, I feel like we ask last things all the time. But um, one of the last things I want to ask is if you had someone that maybe went through something similar as you or maybe had something that related to you from this you know podcast mm -hmm. what would you say to them if they were in the time that you were in that you would have wanted to say does that make sense yeah no it's just basically it's like how would i mentor someone yeah, yeah. Going through exactly what I went through. exactly um i think just like patience i tell them to be patient and you just cannot let anything get to you whether it be compliments whether it be like people like bashing down on you or saying you can't do it anything just don't hear it don't listen to it like just block it out because you can only do it yourself they're not doing it for you they can compliment you but that's cool and i'll appreciate the compliment like i said earlier i'll take the compliment but i'm not satisfied you just can't take you have to take everything with a grain of salt until you just like see more improving yourself, see better and better. And then you can lighten up a little bit, but in the time of grind and time of work, you just have to just kind of not soak, like bathe in your own feelings, bathe in your own like work and just let it sink in. That obsession. Yeah. All right. So you always, you said like, like how you said, you have, you come from a very individualistic point of view, like, you had to do it for you, like by you, all of that. And this is like a very common theme. Like we've all, we've all been through that, right? But at what point do you feel like your individuality is, is going to matter less than like what you actually bring to the people you love and support? Like you can do everything for yourself, but I mean, at some point, like you might hit something that, you know, you can't just do by yourself. Like how, do you, how would you 
step because I feel like, especially in this culture, like, I don't want to say like in capitalistic sense, but like it is very individualistic nowadays. Like everyone is kind of just fending for themselves. Like they yeah. just have to build everything practically by themselves for themselves. And it's not like back then where they had like, like a really connected support system where like you could go, to, you could go to this person, this person, that person. Like you, you definitely can nowadays, but like you said, everybody's worried about their own butt. And like, that's kind of how it's always been. But how would you, how would you go into that? Like, at what point do you feel like you have to go to something a lot bigger than you? Well, I find a really good differentiation between like my work and my work ethic with like in the gym and just like working out and like that is where I see myself in an individualistic like reality where I'm like working for myself, but mental health, I can't do that shit on my own. Mm -hmm. I simply cannot. I shout out my three guys. They hear all my shit. Whether they want to hear it or not, they're going to hear it because I need to talk. And I have a therapist. No shame in it. I've had multiple therapists. No, no shame. shame. Absolutely no shame. No shame at all. No shame. Because I just feel like, especially in college, you're, like, you're around a lot of guys, right? Like Guys and girls, obviously, but you're around like, a, lot, a lot of guys who have this mentality like men don't cry, macho, just like, Shit. they don't talk about their feelings, like, oh, stop being a pussy, stop being a bitch, like, man the fuck up. Man the fuck up is the dumbest thing I've heard in my life. Oh, God. Everyone has emotions. Unless you're a robot, unless you're AI, unless you're chat GPT, P5, whatever the, whatever the hell you were talking about earlier, you, you have feelings, and you have to talk about them. Everyone has insecurities. Hell, oh, one of my friends, he literally said, I don't even have insecurities, I have out-securities because I talk about all my shit. Whether you want to hear it or not, I need to talk. <laughs> I have to get it out of me. I mean, it's kind of a diss, but I have to get it out of me because there's things that you can f deal with yourself, but other things you just need support, like, with your emotions. Like, in terms of, like, like your work ethic, work ethic is all on your own, but your feelings, your emotions, whether it be anxiety, depression, fear, if you need help, you reach out for it. I have no shame, no hesitation to reach out for help. I do not care at all, whether it be for schoolwork, whether it be for like, just like, I don't even know, just like people like, they want to help me out. Like, I'll accept it because I, I appreciate everyone who helps me out. But yeah, like, it's exactly what I said. You have to like do it yourself sometimes, but other times you can reach out for others and it's okay. That's a great separation. I think it's really important to understand, and I think the, I think we can end this off with the most perfect topic to talk about, which is this, like, idea around, like, this constant need for, like, masculinity equaling, you know, no emotion, no drive, caveman mentality, like, cave, like, kind of like this, like, caveman persona of, like, I'm only going to be this person, and I'm going to, like, make sure that I'm, like, always sort of like providing a shield for everyone and anyone and not caring about myself. I think it's really important to understand that for all the people like watching or maybe like just hearing that and like relating to it, you, every single person, like man, woman, they, them, whatever, whatever the case may be, your emotions matter no matter what, right? Like no matter what it like matters, right? And I think it's really important to isolate the fact that a lot of people sort of, you know use and i think it relates back to our like brand image as a whole because a lot of people sort of continuously use these like categorizations of you know i have to be like this 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 and this way that like ultimately they conform to that one way and then box themselves in without realizing that all of their traits may be external to what box they put themselves in right like i may be like around people that you know 
are want to be in Greek life. You know, I'm not a person that indulges in Greek life. You know, some people do, some people don't. But that's just not my cup of tea, right? Not to say that I like have any like thing towards against Greek life, but what I've seen, right, is that naturally there's sort of this like idea of masculinity that I don't really resonate with. You know, so ultimately, I'm not going to let myself be put in that box because if I put myself in that box, I'm naturally like making myself incapable of feeling the feelings that I know that I have to feel because I know myself and I know my characteristics and capabilities. So I think it's really important to isolate that your feelings matter no matter what, and you shouldn't let certain labels or titles or categorizations or anything of that nature limit you from understanding that you're creative and that your drive, passion, feelings, emotions, everything about you is unique and valued. Those are the two things that everyone should leave our podcast with every single time you watch this podcast is you are valued and you are unique no matter what, right? That's why we bring on multiple different people from multiple different backgrounds, no matter whatever the case may be, right? That I think that's the one thing that I want to leave it and I kind of want to get your thoughts. Like this is actually, I think the last thing final, I think is, um, you know, with this last sort of time that we have what are some things that you've noticed with like i know going from nova very diverse place to jmu being 76 percent white what are some things you noticed with like diversity and how that played a role in how you transitioned into the school i just honestly i don't know i mean we grew up in a diverse place but like i didn't view i didn't really like take in the diversity i mean i knew i was diverse and when i came here i realized i'm really diverse and like I was, I was telling you earlier, like I want to like maybe start like a Persian club or an Iranian club at JMU. So even if you're not Iranian, you can be white, you can be black, you can be whatever you want to be. Join and just learn about other cultures. I feel like, like culture isn't really like I feel like harped on much at JMU. Obviously, like everyone wants to be like felt felt like in belonging and inclusive. And there's like there is some diversity, but there isn't enough. And I feel like it's almost like a harbinger that like, I feel like I like have like that sense of like, maybe I should bring it upon like the school itself. Obviously I don't know if I'm gonna make that big of an impact, but as, no, as long as I know as I've done something different, I'll feel good about myself doing so. All right, Nuts. if you had to say one thing to our audience from everything you said today or everything you didn't even say today, what would you leave them with? Um, for my audience out there, be you, just be yourself. Don't let others bring you down because anyone can create a value for you. Anyone can create a number or like anything they can portray you as, but their number or their value or their opinion isn't going to weigh the same as yours. Your own is what matters more. Your value that you have in yourself is worth thousands, millions of whatever unit of number or whatever you want more than what others think of you. And you just have to kind of bet on yourself, instill in yourself, value yourself, and just keep being yourself. But that yeah, wasn't that's... rehearsed. No promo at all. <laughs> but no, I think we can end it off there. That was great. Thank you for coming, bro. I really appreciate you. No problem, guys. No problem.